0: Unfunny Nerd
1: Tangent. Hello and welcome to episode 85 of Unfunny Nerd Tangent. And after a few weeks and an unusual music-based episode, we are back. My name is Greg, AKA Captain Boomerang, and today's topic is the superhero satire series from Amazon Prime, The Boys. And joining me today in Phoenix, Arizona, are my regular aunt brothers, including a being with the powers of Superman and the morals of a rampant sociopath. He's the super Jew, Jared Rabinovitz.
2: I have Superman's powers? Oh, you are all fucked. Sure.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> and uh, last but not least, he's got diamond skin, the power of invisibility, but he doesn't like more than a pinky stuck up his gills from com, He's Tim Hagney.
0: Oh, I'm back and ready to lay some cable. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, guys, uh, it's been a while uh, because the last episode, uh, you may have heard it, uh, Brian and I, waxed on about uh, Metallica for three hours.
2: <laughs> I'm pretty sure it sounded like whacking off Metallica, but, you know. Yeah, sure, why
1: not? <laughs> hey, I think it's the most uh, we've ever had Brian speak on a show. And we apologize years.
2: for that profusely. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, yeah, um, shout-out to Mike Cybert uh, from Mike Cybert Radio for joining us on that one, and also Caleb from uh, the Autopod Decepticast. Uh, yeah, they're uh, – a good bunch of guys helping us out with that one. But today we are talking about the boys. It took us a while, but we've got here. Uh, there's show from Amazon or Amazon Prime. Yeah, superhero satire, kind of weird, dark comedy uh, show. Bit, bit weird, bit messed up. So let's see what we can talk about. Uh, so first of all.
2: I, 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 I want to start with something right there, right off the top. You're, you're calling it a satire, and I don't know that it's a satire. It, it's almost more of a, a more, like, gritty, realistic take of what would happen. Like, I I don't see it as that much of a satire as a send-up. You know, kind of like Mystery Men, in my mind, is a satire of superhero movies. Mm-hmm. This seems more like just a a, a different interpretation. Because it, it's like, okay, what would happen in the real world as it stands right now if we had superheroes? Of course it would be fucking corporate Run-driven shit. Like, what I guess not- I
1: just mean from from the point of view that they kind of it, it's quite funny, you know, and and it, it's funny about things that shouldn't be funny, you know, like it it does sort of uh, exaggerates and and sort of exposes these people for for what they you know what they are when when really it's what they shouldn't be, I guess, because they're meant to be Wonder Woman and Aquaman and this kind of thing. But yeah, okay. it, dark comedy. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. General superhero show, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but I agree. Something like um Mystery Men is much more of a a spoof or a, or a satire, I guess. But yeah. But this this show, to me, like a while ago, we covered the Umbrella Academy, and to me, it's just well, it's not. I wouldn't say it's a similar show. It's a similar situation for me in a sense that like i didn't know really anything about it until it became a show and like you know it's a it's a comic book series and things like that and much like the umbrella academy i was like oh is it okay i didn't didn't know anything about it because it's not a major one from what i can understand obviously dc marvel you know walking dead any of that sort of stuff um but yeah i was wondering if you guys had heard about the comics before it became a show no do you know who published it? I don't. I think if I had to guess, I would say something like Dark Horse or whatever. But um, yeah, I didn't it's, even it's think it
2: was Dark
0: Horse because I know. Um, oh, I know it's Garth Ennis, and uh, he he's uh, going strong on TV right now between between this, which is getting a second season on Amazon, and also Preacher, which is which is fantastic.
1: It's uh, Wildstorm. It was originally published by Wildstorm, and then now it's become uh, owned by Dynamite Entertainment. So like even there it's not you know like there's the big two with comics obviously DC and Marvel but then there are other ones like you know IDW and and um like we said Dark Horse and Image Comics and stuff like that but yeah, it sort of. This one sort of came out of nowhere for me, so yeah.
2: which well, it's, is, it's, it is uh,
1: unusual because we usually have heard about most comic things, but yeah, this yeah. one was like. Yeah. It's
0: available to read on um, on Comicsology Unlimited for uh, for those of us who are subscribed to that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and also, the, the first one was on is on uh, uh, Kindle Unlimited too. I downloaded it and I tried to start it, but I never really got back around to it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Right. And, See, and I'm a bit wary they're...
1: to go back to the comics because I did that with Umbrella Academy. I was like, oh, I have to read up on this now because I really enjoyed that show, and I thought, oh, I might, you know, get stuck into it a bit more. And I started reading those comics, and I was like, oh, these are this isn't for me. So I think I'll just leave the boys as a show and and sort of go from there.
0: And the comics, from what I've heard, are, are quite a bit different in terms of how they attack the superheroes.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, this show was developed by uh, Eric Kripke, who was pretty much the guy behind Supernatural for most of it when it started up. Um, he hasn't really been in charge of that show for a while now, but the first five seasons, were it was sort of his baby. Um, but, yeah, this show is very different from Supernatural, so it, it's sort of – I can't imagine people being like, oh, Eric Kripke, oh, good, I'll watch it, and it's not going to – be like a definite uh win for you you know what i mean like a supernatural is quite quite different it's not as sort of cw as the other cw things but yeah it's not like the boys so i just want to like do you did you realize going in it was going to kind of be this like we said dark comedy and this, with violence and language and and things like that because it, it sort of surprised me a bit. i'd mainly just seen um, like billboards around, uh, there was a big one down the road from me actually, um, which had a, had a sign up for the boys and, you know, watch it on Amazon and all that kind of stuff. And I saw a couple of like sort of quick TV clips here and there, but not, I never. I didn't see like a big trailer or anything like that and then go, oh, okay, I know exactly what this show is going to be. I just sort of, well, we'll give it a try. And so everything kind of came as a surprise. So how, how did you guys get get into it and sort of come across it?
2: I feel like I heard a couple people talking about it, and I think you said something about maybe we do it, and I started watching it. I think that was – but I think I heard a couple other people saying something about it as well and, like, saw reports that it was kind of messed up.
0: I mean, two words. Go, ahead. go ahead. Carl Urban. That's <laughs> how, how long on the show have I been standing every single thing that Carl Urban does? Let's go back and watch. Right. Let's go, We'll watch Doom, and we'll watch the Chronicles of Riddick and all this great shit with Carl Urban, man. Uh, and, and, he's, and he is absolutely at the top of his form uh, for the boys.
1: Well, that's the thing. I was watching the show because I had seen, like I said, the, bill, the billboard near me has uh, Homelander on it, you know, with his um, <clears throat> heat vision type of thing. And it says something like, never meet your heroes or something like that. And so I'm like, okay, cool. And I figured it was a show about like this um, pseudo Justice League and, yeah, guess what? They're not good people and, and, and they're sort of all fucked up. And like like, like Mystery Men and that kind of thing that we're talking about. And then watching the show and however far in it is, 15, 20 minutes, fucking Carl Urban turns up. And I had I honestly had zero clue he was even in the show. Oh, And, and so it was just like, we were just like, hello, are you? Oh, that's Carl Urban. <laughs> like, is he in the show as well? Holy shit. And, of course, these, like, Basically the main character one of one of a few main characters. So That's one of these things which I think is missing from a lot of stuff today like We spoke about it with the with the Batman v Superman show and stuff like that where Kevin Smith pretty much went like okay I've seen every Moment of this movie in the trailer. It's just a matter of ticking them off whereas a lot of stuff nowadays is very similar. You don't get to uh, sort of go in cold. Whereas this show I I pretty much did. And and that was the biggest surprise for me was the fact that Carl Urban was even in it. So and then of course like Elizabeth Shue and some other people like that. But, but yeah Karl so Urban I was stoked once. Of- well yeah,
0: you look at things like
1: um, yeah. <laughs> like like Game
0: of Thrones, uh, the final season where they announced that they had cast somebody to play this mysterious Prince of Dorne. And, like, the Game of Thrones podcast that I listened to were, like, going on and on about what's going to be the role of the Prince of Dorne this season and all this shit. And it turns out that he was in the show for five fucking minutes and had, like, one line.
1: <laughs> sat in a chair. Yeah. yeah. Shows up
0: in the final episode, does nothing.
1: Yeah. But, no, I, I just thought, like, um, I remember we did speak about it saying, because... Jared before after one of our recordings you said like oh what about this show the boys you know and, and at that point I had watched it and that's why I said yeah 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 let's do that let's do that because I figured you guys would like it but um, yeah it is a very different type of show to what I was expecting but in saying that it was I, I think it pretty much delivered everything I wanted at the same time <laughs> if that makes any sense
2: yeah I was really happy with it like it again yeah, it was one of those i think i'd heard word of mouth about it i think i'd seen it on amazon it was like that seems interesting and then you said something and i think it kind of went went in one ear out the other until i saw it on amazon watched an episode and like that same day you said hey i don't know if you guys have watched it yet but the boys is really good and that's when we started talking about maybe doing this episode
0: and yeah. somehow I and sat 10, and, I, mean, you, I didn't get around to watching it until this um, week and just finished it today. Like you said,
1: you're on the Comixology uh, – what is it, Comixology Plus or whatever it is. Yeah, uh, un- un- <laughs> Unlimited, they call it. Um, yeah, you hadn't heard much about the comic beforehand?
0: No, no, I hadn't. Um, it's the Comixology Plus makes it a little difficult to discover new books too um, just because like they kind of show you the newest stuff. There's a lot of um, – a lot of extra preference, like in terms of the the real estate on the home pages and stuff like that, given to these uh, comicsology originals, like their own like in house content. Um, mm-hmm. And then they they recently have added a lot of stuff from Marvel and DC, which wasn't there before. So they they make a pretty big deal out of that. So um, they, there's there's a lot of stuff on there. So sometimes yeah, it's hard to discover the um, the indie stuff that's good that hasn't uh, necessarily. Um, like come to the forefront yet. I've got to imagine though I haven't uh, I have been on there recently but um, I, I would think, well, also Comixology Unlimited is owned by Amazon so I'm surprised they didn't make a bigger push uh, to get those comics out to people.
2: Yeah, that is interesting that if they're owned mm. by Amazon that they wouldn't try to push that a little they, more. They do have
0: like the, the omnibus editions that you can read on Comixology now have uh, comics covers that are photos from the TV show, stills and stuff like that from the show. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that image uh, a couple of times where it's, you know, Carl Urban and then the rest of the cast sort of looking down um, in a circle. And I've seen like the comic book version of that as well, where they're sort of like, "Look, we've we've made the comic cover." So, um, but yeah, I haven't seen a lot of extra sort of marketing like when the Walking Dead and stuff come on. Like every second, every second commercial or or every second person talking about it, you know, on after shows and things like that. Were like, "Well, this is happening in the comics and stuff like that," which. I had read sort of The Walking Dead before the show started, so I did sort of have a bit of a a knowledge of that sort of thing. But And and much like a lot of people with Game of Thrones, Tim, like yourself, you know, you'd read the books and stuff before the show had started. But, yeah, this one to me, I pretty much went in cold. I'd seen a couple of billboards and a couple of quick commercials and thought, well, give it a try. And then, yeah, it sort of jumps out at you with a flash right at the start. So, um but if we dive into the sort of basic premise of Wait the show... Wait a second, I
2: just realized the pun you just made. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that took a second to register.
2: <laughs> Stirred off with a flash, you son of a bitch.
1: <laughs> but yeah, the uh, it is set in this world where uh, super-powered people, uh, you know, are sort of... The, the people see them as heroes, of course, and... and, and there's a group of, of seven, which is funnily enough called The Seven, who are essentially the Justice League. Uh, but uh, the twist, I guess, is that they are sort of run by this this company called uh, Vought, and uh, they basically set everything up. And the funniest thing I thought was very early on, before we see sort of uh, Homelander and, and Maeve sort of stop the the bank what is it, they the, stop the bank heist or the, 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 the bank truck from, from being stolen. You hear the two kids talking about movies, you know, like, oh, yeah, this movie was the best. Oh, know that movie sucks, man. It's like, and the movies are starring superheroes <laughs> who in real life are superheroes. So well, that was quite sort of a, it's like a it's, funny sort of take on it.
0: It's basically the WWE movies, all, all six of the Marine or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <It's>, yeah, <laughs> that's a good uh that's a good analogy actually yeah (laughs) we're like oh yeah steve austin was awesome in uh, in in this movie and the rock is always (laughs) the rock but yeah (laughs) but yeah it would be it would be funny to see like i don't know arnold schwarzenegger as arnold schwarzenegger in a a movie or something like that from the day which they kind of did i guess with that uh, jcvd but yeah not the not quite the same but it, the show then sort of focuses on two different groups and one, of course, is The Seven, who are these sort of superheroes and we sort of learn about them, but then you get the other group which become called, which we learn become The Boys, and that's obviously the, the title of the show, who are this sort of band of, I don't know if you'd sort of call them vigilantes or not, but I guess uh, they're the ones that seem to realise exactly what's going on with The Seven and, and Vort. I keep trying to call it Voight, but uh, and uh,
2: it's run by John Voight, yeah, he's just a shitty Um, parent to all of them,
1: yeah, (laughs) yeah, brothers and sisters that's got issues, yeah, (laughs) but uh, I don't know, I just really like the idea that the the superheroes and the seven are uh. I mean, t- to varying degrees, but they're pretty much like the villains of the story. So I did you expect that going in, or did you think it would just be more like a Mystery men thing where it's, yeah, these guys are superheroes, but they kind of messed up?
2: I, I thought the boys were going to be like the assholes, but I didn't realize quite that they were they were going to turn that on his head a little bit, and then it was just the uh, superheroes that were, you know, corrupt. I, I-, I thought there was going to be some corrupt stuff with, you know, when want I- the corporation and stuff but you know, i also didn't go in with a huge knowledge of what this was
0: i, I guess I, I really expected them to be the villains but um what we wound up getting was kind of a more nuanced take on it it's a very morally gray show um mm. in 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 all of its aspects but in, the, in it's portrayal these characters like some you know some of them even even the ones that seem kind of irredeemable like what we see the deep do like when we very first meet him and that and that boardroom scene where he basically sexually assaults uh, starlight basically uh, well yeah yeah <laughs> yeah sexually assaults starlight and uh, um, like even even he like he doesn't get a full-on like you know Jamie Lannister redemption arc or anything like that but but you know even they, they, they make an effort to try to like flesh out his character and and like give us at least some idea behind like why he is the way he is. Um, and it's even you know it's even more interesting for characters like Homelander and Queen Maeve, um, who, who we see a lot more of, um, and one well, of course of course Starlight. We'll probably talk more about her uh, in a little bit, um, and then and then also you've got uh, uh, you know a Train who's got the sort of drug addiction story, um, who's who's essentially the Flash, and then and then Black, <laughs> Black Noir who's like the the best one of all because <laughs> <Yeah>. because <laughs> He's what, like, like what what is he <laughs> what does he do who is
1: he what is he? <laughs> He plays the piano. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like they had that big meeting, and uh, and um, Homelanders like, okay, everybody's fucking up. Not you, Black Noir. You're doing great. Everybody else, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I like that he was kind of the Batman of the group, where obviously because of the you know the, the costume and things like that. But even from that, where Homelander was just like, yeah, oh no, you're fine. It's like, yeah, is that because? <laughs> You know, it's, it's the Superman Batman. It's like, well Batman knows how to take Superman down. <laughs> so yeah. is he kinda of, I'm Landers like, Oh, I just won't push it. Yeah, you're fine, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I thought the show, like we said, was my awful joke, does sort of start off with a flash where uh we meet Huey, who you know, he's working in the in the, the electronics shop and all that kind of stuff, and then his girlfriend gets basically splattered by a train as he runs through her because he's on the way to what well, we find out later he's on the way to get more drugs or cover up his drugs all that kind of stuff but yeah that right from the start that was sort of a big shock as well I, I wasn't expecting that how'd you feel about that Jared just like oh that
2: was he's like just a, holding her hands <laughs> yeah that, that was the, that was the holy shit this is something very different um, moment that, that I kind of was like okay and I'm hooked
0: I mean, it's, it, it's, it's very different, but it's kind of like the opening of The Tick where Arthur's father gets killed by the terrorist spaceship. Let's not forget. <laughs> those fucks you're at Amazon, again. those motherfuckers <laughs> had the audacity to show me an ad for The Tick Season 2 before an episode of, uh, of The Boys. And I'm really upset about this because really they canceled they the, the Tick. You, I had that. You're, you're really upset that they is. showed
2: you a, a, a shitty uh, show? preview before you had to watch a good show
0: but there 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 were some some similarities there but i think what the boys what the boys does better especially compared to the tick season one is that it's at least more i mean it's it's absolutely more consistent in its tone
1: Um, it knows what it wants to be as well yeah like it's this is the type of show it is it's it's sort of a, a dark comedy superhero analysis with you know just a lot of a lot of violence and a lot of funny moments that are kind of like, you're laughing at things you probably shouldn't laugh at, you know. But,
0: and The, the Tick, you know, the tick even has its own kind of shitty Justice League that we get to meet later, and, uh, um, and and the show gets a lot better once it kind of hits its stride and figures out what it wants to be, but um,
1: uh, yeah, obviously The Boys gets to it much sooner. Yeah. They seem to have been given a lot more um, free reign on The Boys as well, with, you know, violence and swearing and you know, sexual stuff and things like that. So, um, but yeah, I thought once that once that opening, well, early opening episode sort of kicked off, it did set everything up pretty well. You've got Huey sort of having his mental trauma because you know Robin gets dis- basically destroyed by a train, uh, and then they offer him like Void offers him or Vort sorry offers him <laughs> 45000 uh, $45, dollars to basically you know hush money. And yet he's like, oh. he, he he sort of wants to go on like take the moral high ground and be like, no, it's not right. We need to tell the world that it wasn't just her fault and that kind of stuff. But then that introduces Carl Urban as as uh, Billy Butcher, uh, who is then like, no, no, no. There's a there's a bigger stake uh, happening. You know, there's 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 more to. To this, they're they're corrupt. They're you know they're involved in government decisions and and all that kind of stuff. And then yeah, I think once once you get that scene with uh, translucent where they're fighting him in the electronics store <laughs> after because yeah, translucent obviously has found the bug that Huey planted. That sort of uh, yeah followed him back and the, that that whole scene. I think if that hadn't been in the first episode, I don't know whether I would have been as hooked. As I was, because that just sort of kicked everything off.
0: Yeah, that was cool because it was also like there, here's some here's some interesting superhero stuff that we haven't quite seen before, right? It's a it's a superhero yeah. fighting the regular guy. He's got the superpower, but he's not he's not super strong, really. He's just uh, he's just invisible.
1: Yeah, I, that's what I thought. I thought, well, he's they did a, a bit of an. Uh, it was a bit of a mishmash with some of the powers. I thought this this season with with different characters because originally that's what I thought as well. I thought, okay, so he's invisible, but is that like that doesn't mean that you can't like shoot him in the head or stab him or whatever. But then apparently you can't because then they once they sort of take him down and and, and take him prisoner, they're basically then trying to shoot him a hundred times with Uzis and and things like that. And it's like, no, I've got what does he say? I've got diamond skin or something like that. Yeah. And, I think I think the and thing is that he's, uh,
0: he's yeah. like he's kind of impenetrable. I don't know if they could have maybe they couldn't have knocked him
1: out, but he's not super strong. The electricity seemed to hurt him and and you know, knock him unconscious and yeah. stuff like that, which they did a few times. But yeah.
0: But they um, they, they set up they, yeah, they set was, up that explanation of the power so well by, you know, having him go on Jimmy Fallon and demonstrate how his powers work and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. I just thought later it, it sort of it it did show like with starlight obviously her power is the you know the light and she can sort of blaze people and blind them and and all that kind of stuff shoot sort of energy and that sort of stuff but then it did show her at one point like lifting a car and and and, you know she gets shot at one point and she's okay and so i think i think they all kind of have that general indestructible sort of nature to them but then they have one or two uh, original powers or like sort of specific ones. So uh, I wonder if it was meant to be that because obviously we do learn later in the season that they were all kind of created on purpose. So, um, yeah, interesting at least as far as a range of superpowers. But, yeah, I think once that that whole scene as well where it sort of set up translucent sort of being um, like captured by the boys and they're trying to find out what he's. Kill him because they know any minute now, like Homeland is just gonna find him and just fuck him up. And then, of course, they're like, "Oh, hang on a minute, we we'll just put explosives up his ass yeah. and blow him up." <laughs> that that <laughs> was for a split second. <laughs> for a split second, I was like, "Well, if his skin is tough on the outside, it probably would be on the inside as well." So I don't know if he would necessarily explode like that. But it listen, funny. It, it'd I be know, like, like poops. It'd be like a <laughs> Ziploc bag full of meat, like. uh <laughs>
2: Well, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 there, there is actually an engineering explanation for this, gentlemen. So, you know, you, you've got – the skin is tough on the outside, so you're not going to penetrate well at a certain point because that those individual points, the, the pressure it can take is the diamond plating. So when you shoot it, it, it kind of spreads and disperses. But when inside you have an explosion, the shock wave creates pressure across – Causing all kinds of fractures and stuff. It's it's dispersed. There's no there's no other way for the the impact to disperse as it's going through like a single point where it's really strong. So it's over the whole thing and pressure wave just blows it apart. Nice. nice. There yeah.
1: you
2: go. <laughs> at least that's what I'm going with. I'm per- yeah. You
1: finally got to use your engineering skills <laughs> on the podcast, Jared. <laughs> well,
2: I don't use it at work, so might as well use them somewhere. <laughs>
1: But that, that that scene as well really sort of uh, like if Huey was kind of um, on the fence about joining the boys and, and sort of taking down the seven and all this sort of stuff like that, that there where he just sort of kills Translucent, that sort of obviously uh, cements him as part of the team. And and then it's sort of like, oh, fuck, what have we done? <laughs> so, but while we're on Huey, I thought we'd just, Talk about him for a sec. Like normally, that kind of character, I probably wouldn't really enjoy as much in a lot of shows where it's kind of the, uh, you know, obviously he's meant to be sort of like the stand-in for the audience. Where it's, you know, okay, he's he. You can explain things to the character, and in doing so, you're explaining them to the to the audience and things like that. But then the whole like, oh, I'm not sure if I want to kill people or be involved or, you know, like the quote-unquote sort of normal person, like quite often I feel that sort of backfires in a lot of shows. We're like, oh, whatever, like we just want to watch and enjoy sort of the more outlandish characters, you know. But I, I did like him in this season. I thought I thought him and, and say even with his storyline with Starlight or Annie, I thought, again, in a lot of shows that would kind of be – like a bit of a turnoff for me, like, oh, yeah, okay, of course, you know, you're going to get the romance and all that sort of thing, but uh, I, I thought they handled it pretty well in this series.
2: Yeah, I, I thought it worked. It's like she was searching for some normalcy, and like, almost, he was as well, ironically, like, he's getting tied up in this world of superheroes that he doesn't want to be in. He wants to be this innocent guy. She's having to be this, like, she realizes she's in a world where it's not innocent. She's been sexually assaulted she's just looking for normal and when he doesn't realize who she is at first it it just kind of works from there they're they're kind of they're both looking for normal and they find each other who are both in very not normal situations
0: I think Huey works too because he's he's never he's never trying to be a dick and he's never trying to hurt anybody it just happens. But it just it just keeps happening, and then it keeps raising the stakes every time it does. Except except for those couple of key moments where he's like pretty deep into flirting with Starlight, and then all of a sudden he sees Robin's ghost, and that sort of reminds us, the audience, that like oh yeah, he's got this thing about him that's broken, and and that sort of like enables him to do things like bug her phone. There's there's a couple other things that he oh and asked for like the backstage pass. Um, yeah. At the uh, at the Christian festival and stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so so it's like just just those those couple of little moments where he's a dick are always like like inspired by the fact that like we're reminded of his past trauma. Um, but but besides that, we know like fundamentally he's a he's a nice guy and we can still relate to him. Um, even though like you know Frenchie and Butcher are pretty much psychopaths. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think the the actor's name Jack Quaid. I don't remember if I've ever seen him in anything before, but I'm sure I have somewhere. But because he does seem quite familiar, but it might just be that the sort of character he's playing sort of reminds me of someone else. But I, I think he did a really good job. Just because, like I said, I, I wouldn't normally. Uh, gravitate towards that kind of character because I, I feel it's been done a million times. But and obviously, like um, Butcher is the character that everyone's going to love because he's so out there and you know stuff like that. But, you, you, but you know yeah, he I, really I thought is? Huey was a good character and it, he's, he never sort of became like whiny or um,
2: he never became Arthur in the
1: tick, like inefficient or anything like oh. that. A lot of those characters you kind of they kind of do, and like we're talking about the tick. For Tim, like a character like Arthur is sort of the same kind of character. That's or what most, I just said. Yeah. He, you know, yeah. So it doesn't, um, it doesn't work real well.
2: No, <laughs> but,
1: he, but I he, mean, you, you can't. Oh, go ahead.
2: I was gonna say he plays. It's what Arthur should have been, but not annoying. Like, like Arthur became annoying and whiny and unlikable whereas Huey had those likable moments like relatable where it's kind of where all of us go sometimes it's like I want to be a good person but fuck that guy over there so I'll do what I gotta do
1: yeah yeah, I I mean a lot of it too is him I guess reacting to, to Butcher as well where it's you know, like I can't just go in and plant a bug in the middle of the sevens headquarters. He's like, Yeah, you can. Just go in. <laughs> <laughs> plant the bug, walk out, you know, what does he say? You know, um, you know, just just go in and do it. Don't worry about it. It was like, oh, well, hang on, you want me to be, a, you know, you want me to be a spy? It's like, I, well, I want you to stop being a cunt. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah there you go. <laughs> so it, it led to moments like that, which I thought, you know, it, it pretty. they had a good uh, back and forth, those two actors.
2: And, and Jack Quaid is actually the son of Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan. Oh, holy really? shit. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And he had, cool. he had a minor role in The Hunger Games. Uh, two of the Hunger Games movies.
1: He That's also- probably why I'm thinking he's something familiar about him then because it's probably subconsciously reminding me of Dennis Quaid. So. Yeah. He,
2: he, yeah, he was also in Lucky Logan, if you saw that. I don't think uh, I've seen that one.
0: L- Logan Lucky.
2: Logan Lucky. He's also in Rampage with The Rock. We
0: with The Rock.
1: Oh, uh, I've seen that, so yeah, maybe I've, I've seen him in there. Yeah. But yeah, it could just be yeah subconsciously reminded me of dennis quaid and that's why okay. i thought he was cool
2: or, dennis or, quaid or, a t- little, or a little bit of uh, meg ryan the innocent thing <laughs>
1: yeah possibly yeah he's <laughs> gonna to go to seattle in season two
2: <laughs> will he sleep
1: much meet up with colin hanks yeah <laughs> but i mean we might as well uh move on to, to butcher as well because like we said he's i mean I don't see how he's not everyone's favorite character, <laughs> just because, just the, like you said, Tim, he's on the Carl Urban's on the top of his game with this one.
0: Yeah, he's it's it's I mean, for a guy who's just had this amazing career of these great roles where he's like stolen scenes and movies, like for him to uh, this this is just like next level shit from him. Every episode, he's got a line where you sort of double over laughing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, he's like, I've got, what is it? I've got the Find Your Shithead Friends app or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> All that sort of stuff. But there yeah, we talking to, uh, what's her name? Uh, I think the police or the CIA operative or the head of cap- police captain, whatever. And she's like, we can't find translucent. You wouldn't know where he is. And he's like... Cunts invisible. We could be in the corner jacking off for a week.
2: <laughs> <laughs> which is funny because that's what he was doing in the bathroom scene when Starlight and Mae first meet. She just goes, "Translucent, you asshole."
1: Yeah, Maeve's just like, no, "Again, whatever." So it's like uh, she's sort of obviously used to it, which isn't isn't good. But like, yeah, yeah. But I thought the thing with Butcher as well is they did give him, he wasn't just like a one-note sort of comedy character. They did give him a a proper backstory with his wife and and you find out why he doesn't like superhero or super-powered people and and particularly Homelander because he, he, you see the scenes where it's like, okay, his wife's missing and even his wife's family is talking about how, you know, they're, they're sort of resigned to the fact that she died and they just don't know where she is. But, He's like, no, no, that's not what happened. Like, Homelander raped her and then she must have killed herself or, you know, that sort of thing. Or he's killed her to get rid of her and that sort of stuff. And for a while, it seemed to me like it seemed so obvious that she wouldn't be dead, like she would still be alive somewhere that so I started thinking, like, oh no, that'll be the twist that she is actually dead. And then when we got that scene where they, from Homelander's point of view, where he's talking about how. Um, she gave birth, and the the baby pretty much like destroyed her. Uh, I thought, okay, well that that there you go. So that's kind of the twist. You think she's going to be alive, and and of course she isn't. She is actually dead. But then of course you get, you get sort of like a twist on a twist, and that with the very end where where she is alive and sort of raising Homelander's son. So I don't sort of know what to think about that storyline because they haven't been particularly sort of. Clear cut as to exactly what happens. Like yep. You just sort of see her come out of the room, looking sort of like I don't know, like worried or concerned or ashamed or whatever. But it's like, well, yeah, did he rape her? Is it is it an affair? And then, or, or what?
2: And, and I have a feeling that will be a significant plot point in the next season.
1: Yeah, because that, mm. that
0: was sort of the, the central mystery of of everything that was going on, and we kept getting these little clues. Like these little hints, you know, they didn't, they certainly didn't give us that, um, all at once by any stretch. It was all like, you know, very, maybe every episode we get a little clue in there or something like that, um, about his backstory up until, um, really like the, the, I don't know if it was the last or second to last episode, uh, you know, where we finally meet up with the, the lady who, who, who trained him to be one of the boys and, um. And we see like this this really direct parallel to how like he basically is exactly the same as Huey, you know, in that
1: yeah, pretty much yeah. And that he
0: was he was pretty much just like a regular guy, like um, you know, he's he's married in this case. Huey just just had a girlfriend, maybe he's a little younger, but but uh, you know, everything everything in his life is pretty good until the superheroes came in and fucked it up for him.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, so- I just thought I. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. I cut out a little bit there. Um, yeah, I. I it's it sort of we like, they did a good job of, of like making Butcher seem as like he's he's you know he's seriously obsessed with Homelander and all that kind of stuff. Like there's that one scene where they're at the is it at the fair or they're at the oh, I might have been at the race where A Train's racing the other guy. Um, whatever his name was, the other fast guy. And then, like, there's that scene where Homeland is sort of there waving, like, hello, everyone, you know, doing that sort of thing. And he sees Butcher just staring at him and they sort of have that stare off for a minute and you're like, okay, yeah. there's Well, little things like that where it was like just, you know, seeding the story is like, okay, something's, something's happened there. And then – but then you get sort of – you pretty much get it all from Butcher's point of view, then you get it all from Homelander's point of view, and then you sort of get this weird mishmash of what actually happened, sort of at the end, but not still nothing really concrete. So, yeah, uh, it's it was really well done, but I, I'm glad that that seems to be like you said, Jared. It'll probably be the focus of the next season.
2: Yeah, it, it's one of those things where I like how they're letting it, um, kind of. Play out. They're not giving it to us all in one moment. I actually like that. I, th- I think it's it's something to continue the story where we we get to watch it unfold. We're not we're not really privy to anything that Butcher isn't at this point, which usually is one of those things where oh we know what happened, but we're waiting for him to find out. Which I, I think it's good that we're going along with it and it, as the characters kind of unveil unveil it.
1: Yeah, I think that's really good because that happens quite a lot in in shows and movies where you're ahead of the characters and you're waiting for them to discover it. So it's not as interesting. I think that's why some of the movies like the the Alien and, and Predator sequels don't sort of work anywhere near as well. Because you know you got some guy running around a jungle being like something's hunting us. What is it? You know, we're all sitting there going, "It's a predator." You know what it <laughs> is. You're like you you've got to wait forty minutes for them to figure it out. And, and aliens is probably the same because apart from the like actual aliens, the James Cameron one, which sort of took a different spin on it, um, they didn't necessarily go through the same um, story points of like learning what the what the monster is and that kind of stuff. It was more just like, oh, there's just tons more of them <laughs> and with Marines and stuff. Besides that, it does sort of become a bit the same, where like, oh no, there's something here. What's it? What is it? So I'm glad that they. That for this story, yeah, we only sort of learned things um, as Butcher learned them, or, or they were revealed by Homelander, sort of towards the end of the season. But again, it was his his point of view, so it wasn't necessarily completely accurate. So, um, but yeah, speaking of Homelander, I mean, he that he, again, don't remember the actor from anything in particular, but I mean. Uh, Anthony Starr, his name is. He fucking knocked it out of the park. Oh, I he, think
2: it, it, it just. Took, he, go ahead.
1: No, no, you go ahead. Yep. I was gonna
2: say it took me a minute to recognize him, and I'm like, I love this guy. It, it looks so familiar. And then finally, after I was like two, three episodes in, I finally went, "Screw it! I'm just going to IMDb and figuring it out." And I went, "Oh, here's the guy from Banshee. I love that show."
1: oh right <laughs> i do you've he, spoken about that show before actually yeah, i need to watch it he,
2: he was lucas on he was lucas was it wasn't hmm. huh, I, I can't remember what his name was exactly but he he was the main character on banshee where he was also kind of a um lucas hood he, he was also kind of a uh he was he was in that one he was actually a good guy with it with kind of a Bad streak in him too, so it was kind of mm-hmm. a conflicted thing. But similar yeah, to yeah. yeah, Which was, I believe, Banshee was also based on a comic book, but uh, um, that was that was a really good show for those of them who haven't watched it. And so he was he was phenomenal as Homelander. the The ability for him to go from that dark asshole to the pandering crowd thing so quickly in a scene it, it, it's a a real skill.
0: Every time he was like, "You are the real heroes." Oh yeah. yeah, it was. It was. He did it over and over again, and every time it's like, "Oh God, come on, man!" And then when he says it to like the these like special ops like Marine guys in the desert, that was the best part because they're like, "What the fuck are you talking about, man?" <laughs> like, of course we're the real heroes. We're the we're the fucking special ops Marines who go in and take out the terrorists. Like,
1: yeah, we're the real heroes. I just thought, yeah, like you were saying, his ability to just go back and forth between essentially like a Superman character and just this dark psychopath. I thought the 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 issue, the, the issue. Sorry, the episode uh, with the with him and Maeve on the plane. I think that, that was, was yeah. probably oh. the, the, the best as far as him being like just back and forth where he's like, don't worry about it, everyone. Everyone's fine. We're okay. And then it's like, oh, shit. And he fucks up the the, the control room and it's like, oh, oh well, we've got to go. <laughs> and then even Maeve is like, no, but – just just like lift the plane and he's like how do i lift it there's nothing to stand on like i'll go straight through it and then it's like well we'll just take everyone down he's like what 150 times like that's it's not gonna happen Don't worry about it let's just go <laughs> it's like oh shit but then as he sort of walk into the the back of the plane you know and people are like you know like what where are you going are you leaving us no 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 it's fine it's I just need to look at something up here. <laughs> just shit like that. Like I thought, oh yeah, he's just he doesn't care. And then when you dive deeper into it, it's like, well, why would he? Like, if you if you are the whole reason of Superman being like this this beacon of of goodness and morality and stuff is basically because he was raised by the Kents. You know, so like if you have Superman without any of that, like it sort of made sense in a weird way. Like, why would he care about regular people? Like, they're nothing to him. Yeah. Like, it's just, oh, well, 150 people are going to die in this plane. Who cares? There's yeah. billions more of them. Who cares? Like, you know, it doesn't give a shit.
2: He He's literally the manifestation of corporate America. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it really is.
0: Yeah. It's just a, it does a pretty quick cost-benefit analysis and then, then fucks off. Yeah. Well, yeah, th- then
1: this whole we can't save just two or three yeah. of them because they'll tell everyone else what happened and then we're all fucked you
2: know. Yeah. It, and there's just really his weird relationship with Stitwell, like mm. the the oddly sexual one like I can't quite tell if the baby's his like that like
1: yeah. is he it's like does he want to fuck her does he is it, he's got like mother issues with her it's mm. like it's a weird when yeah, he's nursing
2: yeah. on her tit and then he's
0: yeah he's really he's, he's super
1: jealous of the baby he hates the yeah, baby th-
2: so much th- there's kind of an Oedipus complex going on there
1: yeah yeah definitely yeah um yeah. but I yeah mean, I think does, yeah. does he,
0: does, he has, the baby
1: dies right like he basically like kills that baby well that's what I wondered at the end because like if we skip to the very end there where you have that scene with with uh Butcher and he's gonna like He's got, uh, I mean, shout out to Elizabeth Shue as well because she was fucking awesome
2: yeah.
1: in this season. Um, but like you have her, he's got like her strapped up with dynamite or whatever it is to try and get Homelander there and he's like, well, yeah, I'm going to, you know, he wants to find out the truth and all this kind of stuff and then, but then, yeah, the, the Homelander ends up then killing uh, Stillwell, oh. which that was pretty fucked up as yeah, well. Yeah, it really was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, with the, the heat vision or whatever you want to call it. Uh, he keeps saying eyes. laser in the show and I'm like, like, I'll laser vision you and all this. And I'm like, mm, <laughs> the lasers? It's more just heat. But anyway, because <laughs> um, I, I get I get annoyed with that with Superman. People will say like, oh, he has laser eyes, laser vision. And it's like, no, it's heat. It's not a laser. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, he kills her in his like brutal way and then Butch is like, oh, well, fuck it. You know, <laughs> triggers the detonation. But the next thing you see is well, Butch is okay because Homeland has saved him, so that he can take him to the family and kind of rub it in. But then, yeah, what happened to the baby? <laughs> I guess it, I guess it got killed. But that's that's pretty fucking dark, even for a yeah. like a dark, fucked up show to be like, oh yeah, I well, wouldn't it's... be surprised if season two opens and like the baby's fine or something. You know, like the, the show really it, it does. Seems like they almost forgot that there was a baby in that scene.
0: It really it really does cross some pretty fucked up lines. Like, you know, it's it's there there's gonna be like a handful of things that you see in the show, uh, no matter who you are, that are gonna really like you know, we've got we've got like Popclaw. Yeah, yeah, we got we got Pop, these popclaw the, sitting on the dude's face yeah. and orgasming <laughs> squee- orgasming screaming so hard at grenades. That, that one was that one was more funny than any like that's the thing, we got moments almost like that that are sort of that are like they're fucked up, but they're kinda of played for laughs. But then also, like mm-hmm. we've got, we've got like uh, you know, terrorists hijacking planes with box cutters, and that's going to be hard for some people to see. Um, and then yeah, like you yeah, know, like let, yeah. like letting all those people die, especially that little girl, and like yeah. and like yeah, we see how that affects the characters. But um, and then there's some stuff that's kind of in between, like in the beginning when Robin gets exploded. It's like, well, what like like it's 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 it is almost silly because it's so over the top. But like it has, you know, it, obviously it has a lot of real world emotional consequences for the characters.
1: Yeah, it does a good job of sort of, like, it's not like pop Fiction, you know, it's like, oh, I have accidentally shot Marvin in the face, you know, and he's sort of, <laughs> right. again, played for laughs, and then you, I don't think at any point, even when they're like, you know, oh, you should be on brain detail, motherfucker, like all that sort of stuff, like, it's all played for laughs and things like that, and it's like, yeah, but the guy just got, like, shot in the face, but even then, they don't, like, in pop Fiction, they don't sort of dive into that of like, oh, well, yeah, aren't they awful people, it's just kind of like, well whatever, it's kind of funny, let's just go with it. They're so charming, we just sort of accept it. But, yeah, this one, there's a lot of stuff where you're like, like like you said with Robin, it's like, oh, that was weird. Are we meant to laugh at that? Is that meant to be like so awful it's funny or is it meant to be fucked up? And then, yeah, it's sort of – because, yeah, there's other parts in it where they are sort of completely like played for laughs. Like we're we're, like translucent, like all of that's you know. Oh, yeah. that's, That's played for laughs. But then the stuff, yeah, like with A Train and, and and stuff is a bit different. And then, like you said, with the deep and all his stuff, like yeah, well, like some, when the, when the, his...
0: the girls sticking their fingers in his gills, and that's really super awkward to watch. Like it's funny, but it's yeah.
1: but it's like yeah. weird. And just like with the dolphin as well. Oh, <laughs> like he's gonna rescue <laughs> this dolphin, and they're like, yeah, okay. And then of course, the the, the, the it has it sort of the car accident, and the dolphin gets run over, and he's like, oh.
0: No. <laughs> but yeah the, uh, the 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 dolphin
1: was just hilarious though that, that was that, that whole thing yeah the, do- the like, dolphin and the and the lobster i, be- I think i laughed yeah. about the lobster
0: the whole time he's like he's telling the dolphin like no, like like no, that's inappropriate don't like stop stop staying that like yeah
1: Later, later. Will you say something like, oh, if I, t- you, if I touch it, will you be quiet? Or something. Yeah, he's, <laughs> right, just yeah. like,
2: just
1: touch the blowhole or something like did. that. I was <laughs> yeah. like, oh, man. So, but yeah, I, I cracked up. Maybe the, of all the deep stuff, I think that made me laugh the most was the lobster, yeah. Where he's just like, all right, we can take you home. No problem. Stab him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Do they? Yeah, if you that, buy, if you buy the, a
0: lobster at the grocery store, do they stab it like that, or do they just put it right in the in the boiling water? I, I don't feel like I, they stab it no like idea. that. Yeah, but. but the but the stabbing like there's the splatter of lobster brains like was really it was really
1: over the top and pretty funny. <laughs> it's like even when because that's what you were saying before Tim about the deep where like yeah they show him as this like sort of. Um, um, despicable person at the start because obviously he blackmails Starlight into giving him a blowjob, and then, but and then, he, but then he kind of gets a bit of a comeuppance because she kind of like reveals it on TV, and and, and uh, uh, Stillwell kind of almost banishes the deep off to wherever he is. Oh, he gets sent to Sandusky, remember, Ohio,
0: and let me tell you, that, that that that's a pretty fucking bad punishment. Like, <laughs> you could be sent to prisons then, that are better than Sandusky, Ohio. Fuck sandusky ohio It is a terrible place <laughs> and, <laughs> and the worst thing is the worst thing is is that the whole movie tommy boy is about tommy boy trying to like keep the brake factory alive the brake factory uh you know callahan auto parts is in sandusky ohio um but once you've been to sandusky and you know what sandusky is really like you can't really root for tommy boy anymore because fuck sandusky <laughs> and fuck and fuck cedar point jesus yeah <laughs> tim's got some
2: feelings on sandusky
1: does <laughs> but, i mean that 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 whole scene where you know the deep is kind of like all right so uh all right when do i come back or like i'm ready to i'm ready to be in the seven again and they're kind of just like no no like you're gonna be the superhero for for this little town He's like oh okay mm-hmm. that's when it started to sort of turn for him and like I don't know if I felt bad for him because you are sort of like, well, this is just your comeuppance for being, you know, awful before. But yeah, it did. It did lean more towards, I guess, a redemption arc for him, but without him actually having to do anything. Like he just, <laughs> you just just saw him trying I, to save the dolphin, save the lobster, and stuff. It wasn't like, oh, he's a good person now. He's trying to make up for for being a prick.
2: He kind of got his comeuppance when he got Gill raped. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. that was close. Yeah. I also like when he's making that PSA and they're like, okay, cut, we're going to do this again. Everybody put the trash back on the beach.
1: And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. then yeah, the other scene at the end, I guess, which has been in so many um, of those kind of moments where the guy, you know, was standing in front of the mirror and like shaving his own head and all that kind of stuff meant to be sort of like a, a, a it's so stressful and that kind of stuff where he's, you know, who am I? I don't understand. Yeah. And all that. So, Um, I, I wouldn't say like the deep was one of the the better characters or anything like that, but, uh, I, I am interested to see what just from, just out of curiosity more than anything, just to see what they would do with him in season two, whether he does become sort of another, like a main part of the show or is he just sort of like the B plots and stuff like that just to, to check in with him. So. Again, people probably read the comics, probably screaming out, saying like, no, fuck yeah, he's doing this <laughs> and that. So, but, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I wondered how you guys felt about the whole story with, uh, I mean, they sort of find out later her name is Kimiko, but they pretty much just refer to her as the female, where, you know, she's this mute, super human person who just sort of kills everyone she comes across with all these like ninja powers and just you know like um she gets kind of killed at one point by black noir but then but then heals up straight away and
0: <laughs> the and, only time we uh, get to see black noir do anything he shows up for a second and, like kills her and yeah. then leaves
1: <laughs> but her whole, her whole storyline of like oh i get, it sort of led to the 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 re, the revelation i guess later that that homelander is the one kind of uh, trying to create like superhero terrorists so that they'd forever have someone to fight and and and, and that kind of thing—a bit of a, a bit of a Watchmen, Incredibles type of plot where it's like, well, if you create the threat, then you can be the hero by nullifying the threat. It's like, yeah, okay, but it was done in a good way, I thought. But I just wonder how you felt about them using, like, the female as kind of the um. The sort of uh, linchpin to that whole storyline, yeah, that, and, and her, he as well, I guess.
0: Well, like we're we're definitely supposed to understand that is as she is one of these like supervillains that they're trying to create, right? Like she's she's being raised like groomed that's how essentially I, to that's be I,
1: yeah. 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 Yeah, because it seemed like once we found out that, like, Vought were the ones that had sort of... Like, the superheroes aren't chosen by Jesus or whatever they were saying, <laughs> you know, like, at the start. Like, they're not chosen by God. They're not sort of these random, like, X-Men mutant type of things or, you know, metahumans or whatever you want to call them from, from traditional comics. They, that's what sort of the general public believe, but we find out that Vought is kind of, like, creating these, these like, superhuman babies, Um and I mean, again, that scene with Butcher where he's just using the baby's <laughs> vision—that <laughs> oh, <laughs> that was, was awesome, so good, <laughs> fantastic. Like, oh, you little fucking beauty! And he's just blowing people's heads off. <laughs> like, I love that. Um, you know, he's always you say diabolical. Like, yeah, it's fucking great. But that, so then you sort of realise, oh, okay, they're kind of um, manufactured superheroes. But then, yeah, then you find out, like, oh, they—they're they, trying to do the same thing with. Well, someone is trying to do the same thing and create supervillains, which um, I guess that, yeah, she's meant to be part of that, I suppose.
0: And that that was actually kind of a twist when we found out that was Homelander, too, Yeah. because uh, mm. it, it seemed like a natural fit for the company to do something like that. Well,
2: as, it's also Starlight. and we find out that she was also uh a-
0: well, no, we know we know the company is trying to make superheroes by giving that to babies, but but actually, the making the villains was that was all Homelander's oh, idea, yeah. and he was doing that without the company's knowledge or permission.
2: Well, w- without Sitwell, or Sitwell without, well, with,
0: yeah, at least without Sitwell, yeah, we don't know if he had gone to someone higher up. We'd, like, we, and,
2: and we do know the person higher up.
0: It has <laughs> a
2: little bit of a history of being <laughs> a criminal mastermind. Just gonna say, uh, uh, we are getting uh, Giancarlo Esposito. Uh, from uh, Breaking Bad a little is, Gus is, friend. Is, is Stan Edgar. Yeah.
1: This show's got got all the great Espositos. Yeah. <laughs> I like I liked seeing him because I was like, hey, it's Gus. So think he might actually do something in this show, like in uh, what's his name? Um, Better Call Saul. They keep sort of bashing us over their head a little bit with Gus. And uh, so yeah. Like, yeah. I I feel it's the the last season of
0: Better don't, Call Saul don't, kind
1: of don't, no no don't, I'm not, it no. just became a little too much Breaking Bad prequel as opposed to a show about Saul but anyway yeah I've got I've got um, the same
0: complaints about that show have we
1: have we covered Better Call Saul I feel like we, no and I'm not caught
2: oh, up so let's not okay let's not turn this one into it's, Better Call yeah. Saul no no
1: no just oh, as that, yeah that's not a spoiler at all Jared it's more just yeah uh, you know. I mean, like, you know, spoiler, it's all. Saul ends up working at a, a Cinnabon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm interested to see if he's in that, uh, the Jesse Pinkman movie. That'd be interesting. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it, not Gus, uh, Saul, yeah. obviously. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I don't know. Do you, so do you think that that plot line, like when when that plot came out and it was like, okay, so Homelander is, is creating. Um, super supervillains so that they'll have someone to fight. Like, I liked it from the sense that it was Homelander was the one behind it because I don't think – I mean, I wasn't I wasn't expecting him to be as sort of devious and as intelligent as that. I thought he was just more of a, like a – um, like a pawn and stuff. Like, you know, like all the stuff with the, him in the plane being like, oh, we've just got to go, don't worry about these people and that. Like, that sort of just comes from a point of him being who he is but not – I didn't think he would then have like sort of uh, you know duplicitous plans and things like that of his own which it was good because by the end of the season he's kind of even more of a, a threat than than you imagine which is tough to think about when you think he's basically superman right from the start Well also like I mean then-
0: he they needed that because Butcher had basically beaten the the Vought corporation at that point um, when mm. when you know when Jennifer Esposito, the deputy director of the CIA, who's always a, she's always great to watch. Um, when you know she she goes in with with all this evidence, like uncovers basically the entire Compound V plan, um, and basically tells uh, tells Elizabeth Shue that she's going to fuck off and get out of the defense contracting industry, which was going to net like billions of dollars for them. Um, and then and then right then we get our first uh, you know soup. Soup terrorist, I guess is what is what they called him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they didn't. I, they, they didn't say supervillain, and I'm not sure. Do uh, I, I, you remember that used to be trademarked? It was like a shared trademark of DC, Marvel, which and one? Uh, superhero super and supervillain. Yeah, they both they both were. Um, so su- certain companies couldn't use superhero even if they were making superhero comics, interesting or movies or whatever. Um, I don't think it's that way anymore. I think that that probably has lapsed or. Uh, maybe a court case has struck that down. I'm not sure which. Um, but they, when they said, when they said "stoop terrorist," I'm like, oh, you thought you thought stoop Nazi was bad. Oh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> He'll
1: be in season two. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I guess the only, I think we covered most of the. The seven. I guess there's uh, still Queen Maeve, which we didn't particularly talk about. I thought her, like, I I thought they would do more with her once they showed her, um, uh, regretting a lot of the the actions of, of the seven. Like, obviously on the plane, she kind of gets uh, quite upset with with Homelander and stuff like that. But she knows she can't sort of speak out. I thought they might have dived a little deeper into that kind of plot line but I guess that's something for for another season
0: yeah all they really got from her was was her in the end standing up for Starlight um in that meeting like helping because otherwise Starlight was in pretty deep shit and she was able to convince the team that you know that Starlight didn't mean to do any of the stuff she did which is true um but uh but had she not gone to bat for her things would have definitely gone a lot differently hmm Mm. And, and, and that that I, I guess came from the place of just her not just regretting the things that she did, but really getting tired of being sort of under um, homelander's thumb all the time. Um, he he displays this this very controlling behavior toward her, this kind of weird idea that he wants to rekindle their romantic relationship which she's very clearly not comfortable with. Uh, but we don't we don't get too deep into it um you know other than we get to see her uh have had this one moment of sort of standing up to him in this board meeting
1: yeah she does sort of go off of there at one point as well and try to sort of reconnect with like when it started she's knocking on the door of that woman and she's like oh you're always like this well i i thought it was like, oh that's her sister and then of course you find out that that's like oh no they were sort of like girlfriends or whatever but um that sort of I again I thought, oh, that's gonna lead somewhere as well. Like she's gonna somehow something's gonna happen to the to the ex girlfriend and it's gonna fire her up and maybe she'll try take a stand against Homelander or whoever. But yeah, I guess the show does do a good job in, in showing that there's a lot of people uncomfortable around Homelander, but they you, you gotta just sort of roll with it. You can't you can't stand up to him because he's he's <laughs> Pretty much unstoppable. So,
2: and I think that's going to be a continuing thing: is how they're all going to end up in a place where they figure out how to take him down. I, and that may be, you know, two, three seasons down the line. But I feel like, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the the destruction of Homelander is going to be be a thing.
0: Well, I mean, depending on what goes on with Amazon, I, like I, I don't trust these bastards anymore. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to get an Alexa. I don't care if Sam Jackson is on it or not. Um, <laughs> you're, it, you're really upset about the tick, aren't you? I, I'm really upset about the tick. But that's the thing. Like, um, you know, like it's, it it's hard to collective. know. But I guess uh, apparently the Boys is one of their one of their top rated shows. It's, it's strange. You because know, it wasn't. I haven't heard the tick.
2: <laughs> the tick was awful. Nobody watched it.
1: The tick. The tick was great season. Well, three I guess there's. Uh... There's disenchantment to watch as well, Tim. So, That's right. We'll get We'll else. Go. <laughs> I think uh,
0: disenchantment, as far as I know, is the only 4K streaming cartoon. Yeah, uh, which, which, is, which is still still pretty interesting. But I um, mean, in
1: general, uh, the the boys. I think I I I really enjoyed the season. I thought it was an easy watch as far as sort of binging it from from one to the other. You know, one episode to the other. I don't think it ever sort of. Uh, you know, so we've mentioned with some of the Netflix shows. How they could probably get away with less episodes, but I think I think this one did a good job of just having the eight and sort of focusing on that and you got a lot of story out of eight episodes.
2: Yeah, and I think you can really bring this you know whole thing. you could probably do it in two more eight episode seasons. you could probably really push through this at a decent pace and then wrap it up.
0: Yeah, I was wondering really how far how far this season was going to go because midway through the season, like you almost got to the point where it's like, well, I could I could really see Butcher like taking down Homelander this season, you know? Um, and it
2: felt like we were getting that yeah at, at the very end there. And
0: then then everything kind of got turned on its ear, which is which is really kind of how you want a season like this to end, right? Like it can't it can't just build up to a thing and then and then have that happen the way you expect. Like something's got to go go awry.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, and so but but yeah like three seasons um, at this pace seems like it would be great. I mean I you know I'm uh, I was really happy enough with this that I'd watch um, you know keep watching it as long as I keep making it but or until I cancel my Amazon Prime subscription because my packages keep getting stolen. One of those two things.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's black noir. Oh! Sneaking around. stealing <laughs> your snacks. <laughs> snacks
0: by <laughs> Amazon brand snack mix so I, I, I'd be
2: curious to know you know you know given that this has source material from the comics there's 72 total issues of the comics so I and I wonder where in that run. where are we out to, to. Uh, yeah
0: yeah mm. it's, but, but also like what um, just some some stuff that I read over like uh, in, a, in a sort of a cursory way um, as I was like looking into like, you know, are they making a season two, stuff like that. Um, I found out that they like, apparently the, the the boys are all using compound V in the comics. Like they, they power up to fight the supers like hand to hand. And there's, there's a lot of other, a bit, yeah. yeah, a lot of other big um, sort of differences like that. Um, and one, one other really interesting detail I read is that uh, the whole reason Simon Pegg is in the show is that he was the um, like the, the physical inspiration
1: for how Huey was drawn in the comics. Oh that's cool. Yeah. Mm. No he's too <clears> old. <throat> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. But he's like yeah, he dad. Yeah, I thought he was good Simon Pegg, like just this, I don't know, yeah. the
0: American accent was tough for me, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really hard to hear Simon Pegg like speaking an American accent.
1: That's true. Yeah. I know. Oh, he... I forgot to mention as well how uh, Haley Joelosm yeah <laughs> oh. as uh, Mesmer, where they just like, well, <laughs> like how how perfect is that for him? But then also like how fucked up is it? He's got to play this like this guy that was like this amazing child actor for five minutes, and now like the world just doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> that
0: was a that's a oh, that's gorgeous. a I hadn't really connected the dots on that joke, but you're right. He was like. He was a child actor, and yeah, now just like, now just like a shitty superhero, like trying to make appearances. Haley Joel Osment I think has a great sense of humor about himself, and everything that he shows up in now is is he's fantastic. He's, yeah. he's so he's so enjoyable. You know, whether it's I guess like Silicon Valley is the is the the main thing that I'm thinking of. But when you see him and you and you realize who he is,
2: yeah, it takes a minute because it's yeah. so not <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> um, but it
1: is. It is. Oh, I just yeah. thought like, oh man, and then and then oh <laughs> my god, the his
0: his kind of final battle though with uh, with Butcher in that bathroom, like
1: that that was that was some fucked up shit. Oh yeah, that was yeah. See, that's another oh. one where you are kind of like, oh man, fuck. It's like oh, yeah, we didn't in, need to do that. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> like it's, yeah, yeah. Sort of almost against Butcher oh. there, being but like, oh dude, fuck, like you know.
0: But then we also overkill.
1: We also got a couple
0: of incredible cameos, like through him of uh, of Billy Zane, who was also in the in the popclaw movie. Um, yeah. uh, and then, and then, best of all, Tara Reid and this blink you miss it oh. cameo. <laughs> Tara Reid, <laughs> oh,
1: Bran will be happy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, in general, I think. I mean, I really enjoyed the the season and, and the show, and like we said, plenty of good characters and enough of a story, like enough of a mystery type storyline to, to keep you intrigued, but then plenty of action and just all out sort of um, uncomfortable comedy or whatever, black comedy sort of stuff. So, I mean, yeah, Carl Urban, obviously was a big highlight for me. So, um, but yeah, I guess season two, will we'll, we'll delve, dive a little bit deeper into some of these characters because now you've got Homelander set up as kind of a, a major, major villain and, um the, the redemption of the deep and, I mean, Translucent is dead and Black Noir is just doing his thing. But, <laughs> play. <laughs> Playing <laughs> some jazz and, on the piano. Starlight, I think they'll, obviously, I can see them kind of being some sort of a team almost Yeah, at some point as well in season two. Like That's a weird. mentor, mentee type of thing.
0: We didn't really talk about Starlight, but she she was incredible. Um, and mm. and it's she. She was one of like many like Jessica Jones actresses, I guess, who made it onto onto the boys. Which
1: um, one sure was she and Jessica Jones?
0: Uh, she was the girl from the first season. Um uh, yeah. the, the 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 girl who, oh, who murdered yeah. her parents.
1: Yep. Yeah, that's right. Kilgrave had Kilgrave's baby, or had the abortion, or whatever, and they were yeah.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. That was. Man, she she, takes, another, yeah. she she takes Yeah, she she takes she takes on some some shit in these roles. That like gets a <laughs> oh. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, she's a. Uh, um, but just the, the way the way that her character was sort of built up, and the way that uh, I, I thought just her her romance with with Huey was such a nice like change of pace from all the other crazy crap that was going on. You know, we we have this this sort of like. <laughs> yeah, there's this whole side plot that's kind of a romantic comedy, um, you know, in the midst of all this, uh, you know, chaos and mania. Uh, and, and the show, I think, really, like, benefits from that.
1: That was another point where, like, I I found that, like, the show did really well when I was talking about Huey before, where like, you think, like, oh, normally this character might be a bit meh. But uh, they did such a good job of it where... I, I never thought like oh, I don't like this kind of audience stand in character and like with starlight as well I thought oh, okay she's going to be that typical like you know idealistic girl gets in and finds out that the organization isn't what she thought and uh, this then she's gonna try and take it down from within and it's like mm, okay whatever but it was really good the way they did it and I mean she she was oh she did she was good in her role and, and the story they gave was was good. And even the back and forth with Huey and the – The, the bowling of,
2: the alley scene was fantastic. That whole yeah. thing with them at the bowling alley where where she starts off playing dumb and, and, and you know, bowling like shit and then – Well,
0: yeah, you it's know, it's funny. I was watching that and it really bothered me. I was like, why is she bowling like that? She has super strength. It's not like she could just like is going to lob a ball right into the gutter. Like she didn't, you know, she could probably throw the ball straight at the pins all the way down the lane, you know
2: yeah but it, it was one of those things it was kind of sweet and then when huey realized like yeah he, they they also didn't play huey as stupid to where he went come on you 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 grew up in a bowling eye and this is what you're doing come on show me what you got yeah and then, and, and then we see it really bold yeah.
0: that was that was so it was definitely done i really liked that
2: the, the, the whole way that that played out it, it really worked for both characters and, and i like that scene a lot
1: yeah it went a, it went a long way for the rest of like in laying a lot of sort of groundwork for the rest of the season where you did then sort of uh understand where huey and and annie were sort of coming from as far as their pasts and what they're dealing with now and all that sort of stuff so that then yeah like at the end where you get starlight sort of um you know trying to save a train because he's had a heart attack and that sort of thing she's like just go go and she you know she's sort of looking out for huey and and all that, so that'll be interesting to see next season as well. I think. So with, and then, uh, and then yeah. we got it
0: like, because for her, it's really hard. It's, it's going to be really hard to, you know, square the idea that that you know she really wants to be with Huey, but also he's a murderer. And I, I mean, I don't know. He, he redeems himself, I think, quite a bit in that in that a train scene where he could have just, you know, let him die or whatever, but but uh, decides to save him.
2: You know, I, and I think it's going to come back to a morality thing. With both of them realizing they've done stuff that, you know, some questionable things as part of part of their lives, and you know.
1: if yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think there's plenty to go uh, on about for the next season with uh, Starlight and, and Huey, Like you said, with them being Huey's a murderer, and, and how what are they going to do and yeah, hopefully she doesn't destroy him when they're having sex. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. Um, any sort of... Uh, before we wrap up, I guess, is, is there any point in asking who your favourite character was of the whole season? Who your standout was? I mean, I, I have to go with Butcher, but I mean, is it is it unanimous or do you have someone different, guys?
0: Oh, Butcher. I, I mean, we, yeah. we, we stand a legend over here.
1: Yeah.
2: I mean, I, I could make a case for uh, Huey, but... Mm-hmm. I think it was Butcher's the true standout.
1: Yeah. As far as entertain all-around entertaining uh, goes, I think I'd have to go with Butcher just for, yeah. He wasn't just a comedic character. He wasn't just sort of, you know, they gave him a bit of depth and a bit of story, but then plenty of just, like, outrageousness as well. So, and like you said, Tim, it's Carl Urban. I mean, come on.
0: <laughs> I think I, I've, I've, I've already got the beard, and it, 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 at one point I had the hair. I could...
1: All right, well, I think that's a good place to leave it for this episode where we've covered the boys. Hopefully, season two is just as good. Uh, but in the meantime, you can follow us all on Twitter. Uh, the show is at Unfunny End Tangent, of course. I'm at Greg T13, Jared is at Superdew75, and Tim is at uh, Tim Agni and AttackOfTheDad.com. Uh, please check out thesteelcage.com as well as the thesteelcageshop.com, where, of course, you can get our Mon Milthmer t shirt, which Obviously, she has the best mother's milk going around. So, until then, this has been episode 85 of Unfunny Nerd Tangent. My name is Greg, and for Tim and Jared, thanks so much for listening. And remember, kids, I just need to pop down the shop. I'm running low on mind your own fucking business. I'm saying, if there is some geezer up there with a big
0: white beard, he's a world heavyweight cunt.